How do you ease the overwhelming burden of coping with cancer? Why you hold the baby a little bit longer, of course. At least that's what my co-host, Deb Creer, says here on episode 28 of Cancer and Comedy, where we're going to deal directly with practical tips to help you deal with the incredible burden of having cancer. Hi, good people. My name is Dr. Brad Miller, and I deal with the burden of cancer, which I was diagnosed with at Christmas time of 2022 by creating the Cancer and Comedy podcast, which combines my years of ministry experience, my doctoral degree in transformational leadership, and my love of comedy and laughter to help to serve you. In many ways, it's designed to ease my burden of having cancer. And I do that by helping you to ease yours through a message of hope and humor. If you're ready to get a great start on easing the burden of cancer in your life, then listen on, my friend. Listen on. Cancer got you down? Pretty grim, huh? How about a show that turns the grim into a grin? Way to go. You made it here to the Cancer and Comedy Podcast, the show to lift you up with hope and humor that heals. Hey there, Lifter Uppers. I'm Deb Creer, the co-host of Cancer and Comedy, where we kick cancer to the curb with stories of healing through hope and humor, something that we like to call turning the grim into a grin. We are so grateful that you made it here as we are tackling such an important topic today. So let's get into it. Here is the host of Cancer and Comedy, Dr. Brad Miller. Hey, hey, hey. thank you, Deb. This is the podcast where we look to offer a bit of hope and humor for people who are impacted uh, by cancer, because sometimes dealing with cancer and dealing with some of the doom and gloom of it is just, it's, it's difficult. It's a burden. We're going to talk about here that here today. And sometimes it's just a little bit weird and odd. I'm, I'm a retired pastor and I conducted uh, a lot of funerals. But one of the weirder ones was at an open casket funeral where this guy came and he trimmed his cuticles right there and then dropped them into the open casket. He said, that's the last nail in the coffin. <laughs> oh, boy. Everybody, we're talking today about the burden of cancer. And I want you to know that if you feel burdened in your life, maybe we can help you. We have a course, a free course called the HHH course, A Healing with Hope and Humor. It's a course that you can take. It's just over five days, about 15 minutes a day in audio. It'll help you to deal with the stress and cope with your cancer situation and develop a credo, a statement that's going to help you cope with it. You can go to cancerandcomedy.com slash free to pick that up. But today we're going to have a conversation. Deb Creer and I are about an article that she recently wrote on her uh, on her blog, on her website, tryingnottodie.love. And the title of it was The Overwhelming Burden of Cancer. We're going to unpack that conversation here today because uh she just says she states in her article in our conversation today, there's a whirlwind of emotions that come upon us when we have cancer and it can feel pretty daggone overwhelming. 
It's not just the physical aspect of it. It's the emotional to spiritual relationships. All those things are involved. It can feel pretty, pretty overwhelming. So our conversation today between Deb Creer and I is about some tips and some processes how you can cope with the overwhelming burden of cancer. Please stick around after our conversation for Dr. Brad's bad joke of the day and my faith it or break it segment. And of course, our listener lifter upper stories. Right now, let's get into our conversation with Deb Creer from trying not to die, dot live on the overwhelming burden of coping with cancer. Deb, over the holidays, I had the opportunity to travel quite a bit in some car rides. I was listening to a couple of podcasts about some business leaders, and they were doing their year-end of year wrap-up and looking towards the new year as we record this, this first few days of 2024. And these are a couple of these podcasts, pretty upbeat guys usually and pretty looking forward to things. But in one case, one one of the fellows I listened to it would, had a really bad year business-wise, and his family had moved to a new city, and there was adjustments with that, and he had to let go of some employees because of some things. Like, it was really, he was talking about the burden that was on his, the weight of the world on his shoulders, the mental health thing that was also impacting his physical health a little bit. Another podcast I listened to was a person I, who I'd interviewed some time ago, very well-noted author and business leader is the, basically the title of the podcast. This is my last podcast. And he was relating how in early December, he had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and he just had to put his, he had to really focus in on that. And around the same time, I happened to read the article that you wrote on your blog, The Overwhelming Burden of Dealing with Cancer. And I just wanted to talk to you for a few minutes today about this topic of burden and what we can do with it. Are you ready for us to talk about that just a little bit here? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. I appreciate you so much and so much that you do, Deb, and you share so much with our audience here at Cancer and Comedy. And just remind remind everybody that you're you have a fabulous website and that Facebook page and so on, trying not to die live. And you have so much great content there. I want people to make sure that they check that out as well. But tell me a little bit about what led you to write an article here recently about the overwhelming burden of dealing with cancer. Tell me what led you to do that. First of all, thank you for the information on my initiative that we have created. It's I do two blog posts a month, and I think part of the reason why I, I wrote this one was the holidays are just such a challenge. We're supposed to be happy. We're supposed to be we're upbeat. It's you know one of those things where it, you don't always feel like that, and you really don't feel like that sometimes at the holidays and. It was definitely a challenge sometimes because you don't want to bring everybody else down, but you also don't feel like being party girl. And I think that's one of the things that we lose track of is we get in this process of whatever it is we're doing, treatment, surgery, maybe we're maybe it's actually done. And now we're in the healing stages, but it's always there in the back of our heads. And when we have to go to these, the the holiday things, it sometimes is a a weird dichotomy of I'm feeling this, but I'm supposed to be really happy. And and it really was, it was so much fun at Christmas, especially to see the new babies, right? Mm. 
because awesome. we have several in our family that are under six months old. Oh They're itty bitty little babies. But to also know, am I going to see them graduate from high school? Wow. Yeah. Am I going to, you know, see things further than that? Am I going to see them go to elementary school? Let's mm. be honest. Sometimes it's much more short term, but we can't say anything about that. We, and I think that is probably one of the challenges is we don't want people to feel bad. We don't want to burden them with saying, here's what's going on. And so we just keep it all inside. I can relate to what you're sharing so much over the holidays. You were diagnosed initially right around the holidays. I was diagnosed in the holidays uh, around Christmas time of 2022. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. this year, Christmas time of 2023, our family, my entire family, meeting my three adult children Mm -hmm. and grandchildren. And there was nine of us all together, got together for Mm -hmm. a getaway. And one of the reasons I really wanted to do that and urgently push my family to do that is because I just felt, okay, especially with my grandchildren. I just thought the same thing you're thinking. I I want to be able to have those extended moments because you just don't know what's going to happen next. And there is a bit of a burden with that, a bit of a urgency to that, but also a sense Mm -hmm. of it just weight, a burden, as you say, a fatigue was one of the other, other ways I might put it. And you got the physical thing goes on with your health and then you got this mental thing going on Mm -hmm. as well. So what do you think? How do you how did you navigate that? And how do you think some of the things we've learned about what we've learned about dealing with cancer, maybe some ways that we can help people bear through it and get through some of these things? I think the biggest thing is we actually have to acknowledge it. When we force ourselves to try to be happy, it's not gonna work, right? And and what that does is it in many ways makes it worse. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we don't want to be the gloomy doomy person crying in the corner, but we need to say, you know what? I'm just needing a little bit of time to myself right now, or, or let me hold that baby a little bit longer uh, uh, and just really acknowledge that there's something going on. Again, we don't have to be sharing with everybody. Here's what I'm feeling, mm-hmm. but at least acknowledge it to yourself. Self-awareness, self-consciousness about our circumstances, mm-hmm. I think, comes into play when you deal with cancer and mm-hmm. we might something we might submerge when maybe prior to a diagnosis, right. we put up thing, oh, cancer happens to somebody else or mm-hmm. somebody else's issues and we feel sorry for them, but mm-hmm. uh, we have a little right. different situation when it's us. And I think there's some, we get to balance the image that we give to others with our own personal reality. Mm-hmm. We have to deal with our right. personal realities. But it sounds like you found some, what, some joys in some of the smaller things, some of the simple things in life. What are some of the, what do you think are some of the simple joys or, or well, things that you found? I did hold the baby a little bit longer. And I, and let's see, this one was three, four months old and cute little dude. And he just nuzzled in and went to sleep. And, and so there I was holding him. It was time to eat. And his mom said, Oh, I'll take him back. I said, no, you're going to go eat. You you go eat and and you enjoy. And she, it was, and it was very cute that because part of it was she's, it's, it's her first child Mm. and she's very protective of the the little guy. She doesn't let a lot of other people hold. And I, but it it was like, no, you enjoy yourself. He's good. And she sat across from me. and, And so she knew everything was fine. 
But yeah, it was just to take the time to do that. We also, we had traveled to be with my mother and other family members. And my mom's 91. And although she's in relatively good health, she's 91. And so you don't ever want to pass things like that up. And we had to not see some family members because they had COVID. Mm. And that bothers because they're getting older. And you never want to pass up seeing them because you don't know when that was the last opportunity that you had. And so I think that's the other thing is, yeah, it might be, I'm tired, I needed a nap, but I needed to go say hi to those people. We needed to drive around and see the Christmas lights. That's always one of my favorite things to do is yeah. to drive around and, and see how people have decorated. And I just love doing that. I've done that since I was little and my parents would pile me into the back of the car and away we'd go. And so yeah, just like you said, it's the little things that, yeah. that are what made it special. Hey, my friend, I just wanted to share with you that uh, here on Cancer and Comedy, we have a special gift for you that's going to help you if you're impacted uh, by cancer in your life and you want to do something about it. It's, it's our free course. We call it the HHH or Triple H course, which stands for Healing Through Hope and Humor. It helps you to develop your cancer coping credo a statement that's going to help you get get through that it's a free course just takes you it's a five short sessions it's all audio you can get that free course at cancerandcomedy.com slash free i agree my two granddaughters are ages six and three and uh-huh. they like their bundle of energy they're they're just they're loud and they're boisterous and right. they are in your face but i love every mm-hmm. minute of it and right. they tell dumb jokes and they in my case they they are the type that's of where those like, jokes come yeah from. that's where the dumb jokes come from bro. That, that's absolutely well they come from them or they get them from me or whatever but we have a when our family gets together there's a lot of fun that happens uh-huh. a lot of a lot of stupidity too to be honest with you mm-hmm. but that's okay they'll get right in your face and they'll just they'll pick up pick my glasses off my head and uh-huh. just pull on my beard and just full, just be right in your face. And I love every minute of it. Cause I know when right. you're, that's different when you're three and six, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen when they're older. I know that. Right. Yeah. But, Before you but know also, it, there'll be teenagers going, I don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> but also I just want to cherish those, those moments. And I think it's one thing that we can do. We, we mm-hmm. need to take, be mindful of the burden of kind of the physical toll and tax it takes on us. Like I had, I had a couple of times when I had to go take a nap and all that kind of stuff, oh, yeah. but uh, on our little family vac- vacation, but you got to do things. And they're also, you know, the whole theme of our podcast, your cancer comedy is try to have a good attitude about things, but it takes some energy to stay strong and optimistic, doesn't it? It takes. It does. You know, and I think it's, we need to give ourselves grace and like you said, you went and took naps. I took naps. And sometimes it, and people would say, why are you napping? You're, and I'm like, because if I don't nap now, I'm going to crash later. And so knowing what our own limitations are, it's also a time during the holidays when meals are hit and miss or really big or lots of sugar and all of those things. Right, and knowing, right. I know that's not going to work. I can't eat that. And so to not overindulge or to at least try and eat a little bit healthy. And yeah. maybe you don't need four servings of turkey. <laughs> <You know? laughs> or when they break out all the Christmas cookies and all the good stuff. Oh, I know. I've had enough sugar to last me for another month at least. Yeah. But uh, one of the things I think is important, and one, one strategy I think people might have, is to cherish moments, but 
you really focus in on experiences mm-hmm. to really right. cherish experiences, but to, to go for them, those conversations, those interactions, those mm-hmm. moments, and uh, do some things like take pictures and video, that kind of thing too. Right. But, uh, but let there be some moments to have experiences. One, one of the things that I really cherish about this trip that our family took here a couple of weeks ago for over the holidays was that my two granddaughters got to spend some time with my two sons, their uncles. Mm-hmm. And one, one uncle, one of their uncles, my one of the sons likes to really rough house and wrestle on oh. things. And they love that. And my other son, their other uncle loves to do things like help them to build the crafts and to bake cookies yeah. and to do the other things, right. to read books and that kind of thing. Right. So they had those experiences with them and we mm-hmm. had with me as well. But I really liked, loved watching that happen, that mm-hmm. experience from my perspective right. and to, to cherish that. And uh, mm-hmm. I think people just need to give themselves a break. Don't you think so? Right. We do. And But the other thing that I was thinking about as you were talking is we need to do all these things all year, you yes. know, not just at the holidays. We need to hold the baby more. We need to read the books with the, the granddaughters. We need to do all of those things throughout the year. Put those screens down, right? Turn the TVs off, put your phone down and spend time together. I always, it's always entertaining when you know two people sitting next to each other are texting each other. Mm. You know, yeah. it's like, no. I got, yeah, I got a little kick of the, the, we rented a cabin in the Smoky Mountains is what we did. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the first things that, some of us wanted to do when we got there was, hey, what's the Wi-Fi here? Then we realized that we'd rented a place that did not have Wi-Fi. And we saw a wow. sign that the homeowner said, no Wi-Fi, talk to each other, was on the sign in the mm-hmm. cab. Yeah. And I thought, that's hey, right. that's I that that's a good thing. So talk to each other is a good mm-hmm. is a good reminder here as we mm-hmm. embark in this year of 2024 mm-hmm. to talk, have conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And talk, talk, not text, not right. email. Talk yeah. to them. And if the if you're not in the same place, it's okay to Zoom or you right. know, whatever technology you're doing, because we need to see their faces. Right. And obviously in person is the best thing. But yeah, keep in touch. And then do the next best thing. Comment on their Facebook posts, all of those various things. But yeah, don't just connect with people once a year. Try and, and see, hey, what's going on all the time. As we talked, as we try to serve our audience here, it sounds like we've got a few things that people can do to be to deal with the burden here. Mm-hmm. First of all, is to acknowledge right. the burden. The burden's real, right? Mm-hmm. And to give yourself some grace. Mm-hmm. We talked about experiences mm-hmm. to cherish, experiences to talk to one another, and this is a complex things. But yet there. Reality is, and you and I are cancer survivors, thrivers, warriors. I know this is the term you love to use, and it is a, a mm-hmm. battle. And the battle is going in our own psyche and our own soul right. and our own mind mm-hmm. more than any place else, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, just take pleasure in those little things. Okay, great. As we go, this whole life is a journey. And during the journey, there's going to be some detours and some bumps in the roads. There's going to be some high moments, some mountaintop moments, there are going to be some low valleys, but mm-hmm. uh, enjoy the the journey, I think is one of the things right. I want to say. Mm-hmm. And part of the journey that we want to be on here on the Cancer and Comedy Podcast is helping people to navigate that uh, with mm-hmm. a sense of hope and, and, right. and a bit of humor mm-hmm. to, to, mm-hmm. Not, to not take yourself all that seriously, but to take your situation seriously mm-hmm. and to, and hopefully we can be helpful to that process. And I think I do want to say to those who are listening to us that our we are 
among other things, trying to develop a community here, along with on your website and our website here at Cancer and Comedy, Mm -hmm. that if you need somebody to talk to and be connected with, reach out to us. Definitely. We are, we are actually findable. The mm-hmm. one, one place to find us is at cancerandcomedy.com. And you can also find you at tryingnottodie.live. And they can reach out, can't they? They can. And it, it, it's, it, I think, especially at the holidays, having cancer, in many ways, it does make us feel very alone. And, and, or any point in time, I remember I, someone posted on one or commented on one of my Facebook posts one time. And he said, I have never felt so alone in my life. Mm. And it just broke your heart. And immediately people who this guy did not know jumped in and said, what can we do? And I think that's one of the things is if you know that somebody's going through something like this, reach out to them and let them know that as Brad just said, you're there for them. If they need to talk at two o'clock in the morning, then by darn, talk to them at two o'clock in the morning. It's, it is one of those things that we just have to be for each other. Yeah. And to part of being resilient, part of being able to adjust to things is to understand that overwhelm is natural, but to, what we don't want to do is you stay stuck. And people, I think people who deal with the loneliness right. and the deal with loneliness mm-hmm. And that uh, isolationism, which, you know, uh, are considered mm-hmm. to be basically pandemic in their own right mm-hmm. by uh, many of right. the medical authorities, mm-hmm. is to then don't stay stuck there to do something about mm-hmm. it. So the right. idea here is the theme of your article was the overwhelming burden of cancer, but you don't mm-hmm. have to, you got to, de- in order to relieve the burden, you got to choose to cope with it, don't you? You got to do something right. about it. Yeah. Yeah. So. And like you said, acknowledging it is the first thing. And so then acknowledge it, feel it, live it, go through it. You shared an article with me about grief. We're grieving the fact that our life is not going to be like we had thought it would be. It is perfectly fine to to feel that. But as you said, don't get stuck there. I tell people, have your pity party, but then leave it behind. Yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. Let's leave it at this, Deb. Let's let's just say there's somebody who's listening to us who's feeling that overwhelming burden. Like I mentioned, a couple of these podcasts that I listen to, some people that I know would be very overall positive and assertive personalities who are a little bit mm-hmm. feeling the pressure of their circumstances. Mm-hmm. One was a business right. problem and one was his health taking a real turn for the worse. Mm-hmm. And it can happen to anybody. I know it's happened to me. I know it's happened to you. But right. uh, let's just say there's somebody listening to us who's just feeling kind of a bird, the weight of the world on their shoulders, whether it's from cancer or something else. Just what kind of words of thoughts would you leave them with as you reflect on this? You know, change it. I think that probably is the, the biggest thing is to whatever degree you can. Like we said, somebody, maybe they're undergoing treatment and they're, they have to stay home or whatever it is. But reach out to people. It's been amazing to me through my journey the people who have been there for me, many of them were people that I didn't even think knew I existed. And to reach out to them and know that you can. And obviously there are things like support groups. It might mean that you need counseling or something that is professional help. It shows how strong you are when you ask for help. Hmm. And I think that's what so many people forget. They think it's a weakness. No. It is not. When you say, hey, I need help with this, you're showing just how strong you are. And by asking for help in and of itself, that can release some of the burden on you mm-hmm. just by hey. sharing, mm-hmm. sharing the burden with somebody mm-hmm. else. Well an, well, an awesome conversation. And we look forward to 
More great conversations like this with Deb Creer from Try Not to Die Without Live as we go through this year of 2024 here at Cancer and Comedy and other great conversations we're going to have with our great guest. But we're also looking more than anything else to continue to be mindful of the people who are listening to us, our lifter uppers, we like to call you, because we are just here to share this journey together of healing through hope and humor. So thanks for joining us and we look forward to moving forward. Let's lighten things up just a little bit by having our cancer and comedy segment, Dr. Brad's Bad Joke of the Day. During a ride in a taxi cab, the passenger leans up and taps the driver of the cab on the shoulder just to ask him a question. And the driver screams. He loses control of the car. He almost hits a, uh, goes off of the road and almost hits a, hits a bus. He drives off the sidewalk and he stops just inches away from crashing into a flower shop window. Everybody stops, collects themselves. It's a close call. It was completely quiet in the cab. And the driver says, oh man, buddy, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. You scared me to death. You scared the daylights out of me, man. Oh, I'm so sorry that happened. And the passenger was... You know, he was shaken up as well. And he says, geez, man, I'm, I am really sorry. I didn't realize just that little tap on your shoulder would scare you so much. And the, you know, the driver says, oh, man, uh, I'm so, I'm so, so sorry. It's, it's really not your fault. You see, my, this is my first day on the job as a taxi cab driver. My old uh, job was uh, working for a funeral home. So for the last 25 years... I've been driving a hearse. A high value we have here at Cancer and Comedy is to listen to you, our listeners. We'd love to hear your story. You can leave us a voice message at cancerandcomedy.com slash voice message and leave us your uplifting story of your cancer impacted journey. A lot like Kim Hamer did when she left us this story about a practical means to supporting her family who was impacted by cancer. One of the most helpful things that people, when someone did for us was they put a cooler by the front door. And this was the second time my husband got cancer. Okay. And it was so helpful because it relieved me from the need to answer the door. And sometimes I was in the mood and Art was in the mood for company. And sometimes we weren't. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes people show up with a meal and they want to, you know, they want to connect and they say, how are you? And then I would feel the pressure because they just bought me a meal. I would feel the pressure that I need to respond. Right. I feel like they just it's the law of reciprocity. You just gave me something. I need to respond to kind and I don't want to respond. I'm tired. I've had a really long day. We just got bad news from the doctor, whatever it is. And so that cooler by the front door allowed me and art the option of responding. And after he died, it allowed me the option of responding. So if I knew a meal was being dropped off, I didn't necessarily have to answer the door. And that was a really great thing. Lifters, let's now turn to Dr. Brad's Faith It or Break It segment. In our Faith It or Break It segment, I want to talk for a moment about people who come into your life when you need them most, when you've got a heavy burden. 
Several years ago, I performed the marriage of my daughter. It was a stressful time, not only for the wedding, but there were family activities going on, and there were several things I was trying to handle. I remember my sister came up alongside me, and she, she said to me, I'll take care of a few of these details for you. You got this. That helped a lot. Just last year, I was putting together the launch of this podcast, the Cancer Comedy Podcast, with a live comedy show and a conference. Didn't know how I was going to handle everything. And some people came, really complete strangers, came forward to be helpful and said, hey, we're help. We got this. And when I had my surgery for my prostate cancer, I was really kind of worried about my wife and how she would handle things in the several hours I was going to be in surgery And my son showed up and spent several hours with my wife while I was in surgery. He said, Dad, I got this. Isn't it cool when people enter your life and say, hey, I'm here to help. I got this. We got this. Here to ease your burden. Cancer can be a time of great burden indeed. Everything's weighing on our mind and You know, they've got physical health issues, you got mental health issues, you got emotional stuff, relationship stuff, a lot of stuff's going on. And you need help. You need somebody to ease your burden. When the Bible in Matthew 11 talks about Jesus and his relationship with some of his followers, and and he said, Come to me if you're weary and you're burdened, and I will give you rest, and take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, you will find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Just a couple things to note there. Jesus is saying, I'm going to give you rest because you're weary and exhausted. So there's a great comfort in that, that Jesus can come and give us comfort. Whatever faith tradition you come from, Know that there's people who are willing to be helpful. And Jesus talked here about a yoke. A yoke was the thing that was put on oxen and other um, animals a burden to help them to distribute the weight of the pulling the plow or whatever it would be. And he's saying, share the load here. And he described his load as gentle and humble. And that's shared. And he talks here about the taking these burdens that we have in life and helping to share them. Understand there's challenges to be sure, but it will ultimately lead to rest and renewal more than struggle. And there is wisdom in that. I just want to encourage you that whatever weariness you have in your life, whatever burden you have in your life, that uh, a life of faith uh, means that you don't have to break your own life down. You can share the burden with others. For Christians, Jesus offers this relief to the weary. In whatever tradition you are at, there are people and situations where they can share the burden, and uh, that's a rest for your soul. And if you ease your soul, that's going to help your mind and your body. That's our Faith It or Break It segment. Well, Lifter Uppers, it's time to wind down this episode of Cancer and Comedy with Dr. Brad Miller. 
Do you know that we like to call folks like you who follow Cancer and Comedy lifter uppers or lifters for short, because Cancer and Comedy is all about telling uplifting stories of people like you who are kicking cancer's butt with healing through hope and humor. You can join those of us who are turning the grim into a grin by telling us your uplifting story at cancerandcomedy.voice message. You can also keep up with everything cancer and comedy through our Cancer and Comedy Chronicles newsletter. Just go to newsletter.cancerandcomedy.com. Well, that's it for now. Please join us next time on Cancer and Comedy. And if you like what you heard, please pass this podcast on to someone in your life who needs to turn their grim into a grin. For Dr. Brad Miller, I'm Deb Creer, reminding you that a cheerful heart is good medicine. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Cancer and Comedy podcast with Dr. Brad Miller make sure you visit our website, cancerandcomedy.com, where you can follow the show and get our newsletter. Like what you hear? Then tell a friend about Cancer and Comedy, the show that lifts your spirits with hope and humor that heals. Until next time, keep turning the grim into a grin. Grim.